Renegade Talk Radio. The illegal organ market existed in Ukraine long before the outbreak of hostilities that were unleashed in the Donbass in 2014. When people have no money, when they have nothing else, kidneys are becoming the only form of currency available to them. As the war escalated, OSCE, the Organization for Security and Cooperation in Europe representatives confirmed that military and civilian bodies had their organs removed as a huge number of people went missing. This dark criminal enterprise grew into a gold mine for the corrupt Ukrainian elite. While the global child trafficking hub in Ukraine grew from 1991 and has exponentially peaked today as orphan children are ensnared in the fortune of the greedy Ukrainian elite. In Ukraine, this year alone, the National Police opened 217 criminal proceedings connected to modern-day slavery. Over there, what we came across were the record books where people were actually ordering and on wait for children that had specific eye color, specific color, um, the potential height. I don't know how it works, but I can tell you that the system over there is extremely mm. flawed. And then the question I have to ask myself, is it intentionally flawed or is it accidentally flawed? As of today, the United States authorized $113 billion in taxpayer dollars to Ukraine. We've sent thousands of anti-armor, anti-missiles, helicopters, drones, grenade launchers, machine guns, rifles, radar systems, more than 50 million rounds of ammunition. So all of you still supporting the effort to fund a neo-Nazi child organ harvesting hub, what are your tax dollars really paying for? While Zelensky has imprisoned Ukrainian journalists and outlawed the Orthodox religion, Ukraine spokestrainee and American Sarah Ashton Carrillo exposed the true madness behind the Ukrainian totalitarian state. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the zero line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. Russians uh, have a, a different culture. Russians are Asian. And ultimately, they do come from the Mongols. They do come from a grouping of people who are wanting to be slaves. Let me also take a moment in my role as spokesperson for the AFU's Territorial Defense Forces to state unequivocally that we in the TDF and across Ukraine believe journalists are heroes and have the right to report on Ukraine's war for liberation without interference. I made the statement that Russian propagandists will be hunted down, and I refuse to apologize for that statement. But it doesn't end with the Carrillo-Zelensky revelations. The New World Order wants all free speech eliminated. Elon Musk ended up getting this letter today from Brussels. It reads, Dear Mr. Musk, Following the terrorist attacks carried out by Hamas against Israel, we have indications that your platform is being used to disseminate illegal content and disinformation in the EU. The CIA, Homeland Security, the FBI were pressuring Twitter, Facebook, Google to remove information. A court found that it is unconstitutional, but there in the EU they're saying... We have law enforcement authorities that are going to be contacting you, demanding that you take down certain content. And when they do, you had better ensure that you are in contact with the relevant law enforcement authorities in Europol and ensure that you respond promptly to their requests. That is not just a suggestion. That is the requirement of the law now. You are presenting new ways. 
to minimize the spread of misinformation and you want to combat dangerous extremist views in the internet. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. I know that we talked earlier about a post that Mr. Kennedy had at the beginning of the Biden administration. I just want the record to reflect that that post has not been taken down. Um, so I'm wondering about the extent of censorship when the post is still there. Wow, the irony and cognitive dissonance from the other side of the aisle, it's deafening. You could cut it with a knife. They are at the same time denying that censorship is occurring, but suggesting that there's more material that needs to be censored. They are working towards a day when their propaganda can wash over free speech like a polluted tsunami. John Bound reporting. It's Thursday, October 12th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing, get everybody in the stuff together. Welcome to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith today. He will be in this afternoon, hosting The War Room. Owen will be hosting the Alex Jones Show. I'll be joining Owen for the first hour of the Alex Jones Show. I always love hearing Sean introduce the show. It's weird looking at him. I can see him through the glass, and I can hear his voice, but his lips aren't moving. New video. Trump suggests that Biden is given cocaine to liven up. During a campaign event in West Palm Beach, Florida on Wednesday, President Trump told the crowd that Joe Biden literally can't speak and suggested that his aides give him cocaine to keep him awake. Let's run clip two. There's never been a time where we've been closer. We're inches away and we have a man that literally can't speak. He can't get off a stage. The other day he tried to get off a stage. Now, look. I'm up here now. There are a lot of people. There's a lot of television going crazy. There's so much. I'm up here. But, you know, when I'm finished, I'm going to look over there. I'm going to see an exit. I'm going to look over there. I can take that one, that one. And what I can't do is walk through the back wall. Then he turned her. Did you see the other day? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what happens after about 20 minutes, the stuff that he's taking wears off. So it gets really big. gets a little groggy. gets a little bit groggy. They say, get him off the stage. That's swearing off, man. Get him off. No, no, no. And I'm sure that the cocaine that they found in the White House that nobody, I'm sure. I feel certain it had nothing to do with Hunter and Joe, by the way. Here, Dad, have a little of this stuff. It's going to liven you up a little bit. Can you imagine they found a stash that you wouldn't believe and nobody laid claim to it? Meanwhile, Israeli journalist says he saw no evidence of Hamas beheaded babies during media tour of the village. Oren Ziff here in this post says, I'm getting a lot of questions about the reports of Hamas beheaded babies that were published after the media tour in the village. During the tour, we didn't see any evidence of this, and the army spokesperson or commanders also didn't mention any such incidents. During the tour, journalists were allowed to speak to the hundreds of soldiers on site without the supervision of the Army's spokesperson team. 
I-24 reported, said she heard it from soldiers. He continued, soldiers I spoke with in Kafar Azai yesterday didn't mention beheaded babies. The Army spokesperson stated, we cannot confirm at this point. We are aware of the heinous acts Hamas is capable of. So they come out and they say that there's beheaded babies. And I was talking to my wife about this the other day and friends. I've mentioned this with, in several conversations. The acts of Hamas are atrocious enough that I don't understand why these exaggerations come into play. Why do you need to make up atrocious acts if the acts that are already happening are terrible enough? We've seen tons of footage, tons of images from the attack last weekend, and we know that some of the content that went viral is not real, and we know that some of the content that went viral is real. But there's no doubt about it that this attack over the weekend was absolutely asinine. It was evil. It was cold. It was soulless. It was the act of collective sociopathy. We know that citizens were targeted civilians particularly and it was an act of terrorism there's no doubt about it it would be like if on 9-11 the government insisted that five buildings went down instead of the, just the two it's like it isn't two enough why would you have to make up that more buildings came down this misinformation about the details of the event has spread so far that uh former speaker mccarthy Mentioned the beheaded babies in his posts. Scalise even mentioned it in his Twitter profile. Scalise, of course, being the new speaker that we expect to see elected. And it makes me wonder when I see our leadership mention things like this, whether or not there's just really this push to bring America into the conflict, into the war. I believe that Israel has the right to defend itself. I sympathize with the struggle and plight of innocent Palestinians and those innocent Palestinians are likely facing death and destruction, which is unjust. So there's not really a good side here. It's just, which one do you think is more evil? And that's the controversy. That's why so many people are at each other's throats. Let's go ahead and play that Biden clip. I never really thought that I would see have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever, anyway, I, uh, but there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations <clears throat> trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway. So Biden there says he's seen confirmed pictures of Hamas beheading children. The White House issues an immediate clarification. U.S. President Joe Biden on Wednesday said he'd seen confirmed pictures that beheaded children were among the many victims of the Hamas terrorists who murdered hundreds of civilians in Israeli border towns this weekend. The White House later issued a statement to clarify his remarks. The reports of Hamas beheading infants came as the world was already grappling with the extent of the crimes being described in Israel's southern kibbutz communities, which bore the brunt of the wave of 1,500 terrorists who invaded Israel on the 7th of October. 
During a roundtable with Jewish community leaders at the White House on Wednesday, President Biden emphasized the importance of Americans understanding the nature of the unfolding events. And as you saw in the clip, he says, it matters that Americans see what's happening. I've been doing this for a long time. I never really thought that I would see dot, 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 have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. White House national security aides have said that they have not had access to the images. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, who joined President Biden at the roundtable and alongside other White House officials, told the Washington Examiner that while he hadn't personally seen the beheading photos, he trusted the president's assertion of their existence. The White House later walked back President Biden's comments, telling the Washington Post that neither President Biden nor U.S. officials have seen photos nor independently verified the reports coming out of Israel. Instead, the president had based his confirmation of the atrocities on allegations put forward by Israel, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's spokesperson, Tal Heinrich, the Post said. So he lied about seeing them. And don't get me wrong, I don't put it past Hamas to behead babies. I know that they're capable of very evil things. I know that this is a population that struggles with mental illness because of generations of cousin marriage. We've covered that. I had a post on my Twitter account reach over 11 million people yesterday about that. And there's a lot of controversy around it, but it's true. The fact of the matter is we have an entire population, and whether it's Israel's fault or not, they struggle with mental illness because they've been inbreeding for generations. And so I don't put it past people with that capacity to do this, but I also don't put it past Israel and I don't put it past our government to lie about the extent of atrocities in order to evoke an emotional reaction that justifies unnecessary war. After all, it wouldn't be the first time that this happened. We know that they lied about the babies in incubators in Kuwait. We know that they exaggerated about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq in order to justify our invasion of Iraq. Frankly, I can't think of a war since World War II that we haven't lied in order to get into, and we may have even lied to get into that one. We may have allowed the Pearl Harbor attack to happen to get into that one. I don't know. And there is speculation that we may have lied in order to get into World War I. So it could be as long as a century since we've actually legitimately entered a war. So why would we suspect, in this case, that it's a justified war, that, oh, you know, we're not lying to get into it. And like I said, I believe Israel has the right to defend itself. That being said... What does America have to do with it? Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Before we come back, make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out Vitamin Mineral Fusion, which is back in stock at 25% off. We don't live in a perfect world. Our diets no longer contain everything that we need. And instead of spending huge amounts of time and money to do so, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is here to help. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and get everything the body needs. Finally, Vitamin Mineral Fusion is back in stock and now available for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This specially formulated drink mix gives your body the essential vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and other beneficial compounds that support optimum health. In a perfect world, our diets would include all of the necessary nutrients that we'd need daily. However, as the years go by, our food becomes more and more deficient in vitamins. Nearly two-thirds of the standard U.S. diet includes unhealthy fats and refined sugars that provide nothing but calories instead of the essential vitamins you need. Vitamin Mineral Fusion goes above and beyond the standard of vitamins and trace minerals. Our exclusive formula is loaded with 34 key ingredients, including... 
vitamin C, E, D, B12, calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium, L-glutamine, CoQ10, alpha-lipoic acid, folic acid riboflavin, and much more. Aside from bolstering your bodily functions, this drink mix is naturally delicious. And unlike capsules and vitamin pills, it's truly a pleasure to the taste buds. Thanks in large part to using naturally occurring corn-free xylitol to create a delicious fruit punch flavor that may actually help support the health of your teeth. So if you haven't already, mix it up and take your health to the next level with Vitamin Mineral Fusion today. Now 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet, DNA Force Plus, is now back in stock for 50% off in our flash sale. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your berry DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith, but don't worry, he still will be on the air today covering for the War Room this afternoon as Owen Schroyer does. One more day of the Alex Jones Show. I believe Alex is back in town today. I'm not sure if he's going to be in studio today, but he should be in studio tomorrow. Hamas calls for Global Day of Jihad on Friday the 13th. An unlucky day for us Knights Templar out there, Friday the 13th. The Palestinian Hamas terror group known as Hamas has called on Muslims worldwide to stage a day of jihad or holy war on Friday, October 13th. Coincidentally, a date that resonates with horror movies and the upcoming Halloween holiday. Hamas referred to the day as Al-Aqsa Flood Friday, referring to the name of the operation in which it murdered more than 1,200 Israelis wounded roughly 3,000, and kidnapped over 100. The Middle East Media Research Institute, MEMRI, reported Hamas as saying, quote, We declare next Friday, the Friday of the Al-Aqsa flood, as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. So this is global. It is a day to rally support, offer aid, and participate actively it is a day to expose the crimes of the occupation, isolate it, and foil all its aggressive schemes. It is a day to demonstrate our love for Palestine, Jerusalem, and Al-Aqsa. It is a day for sacrifice, heroism, and dedication, and to earn the honor of defending the first Qibla of Muslims, the third holiest mosque, and the ascension of the trusted messenger. He goes on and he finishes by saying, We call upon the free people of the world to mobilize in solidarity with our Palestinian people and in support of their just cause and legitimate rights to freedom, independence, return, and self-determination. So there's a lot of speculation as to what's going to happen this Friday. It will be very interesting for us in America, we in America, to see what happens here 
in the context of all of the mass immigration that we have faced. Of course, the vast majority of the mass mass immigration that we have faced at the southern border has been migrants from South American nations seeking to come over here and either take advantage of our system or, in the very least, work and send money home to their families. But we have reports and we have reason to believe that some of those who have been crossing the southern border are not desperate South American refugees, but some of them may actually be from nations all over the world. I'm not sure how many different nations have been represented in the flood of migrants across our open border. But it's reasonable to believe that some of them may be Palestinians. Some of them may even be from Gaza. I know it's difficult to leave Gaza. Some of them may be funded by Iran. And I am concerned that we have been importing terrorists into this country since the beginning of the Biden administration. And in the event that we have done so, and in the event that some of these people coming into our country sympathize with Hamas, and we see the leaders of Hamas calling for a global day of jihad, then it would stand to reason that there is a reasonable threat of terrorist activity in the United States this Friday, likely targeting our Jewish citizens specifically. So the question is, what's going to happen? Are we going to see the vandalism of mosques? Are we going to see Muslims and Jews in the streets of New York City in fistfights, in brawls? Are we going to see murders? Is it going to be another sort of crystal nacht? And all of this because our government fails to do the one thing it's actually supposed to do, which is protect our border. After all, we elect our politicians, we elect our representatives to represent our best interests. And that was the whole premise of the America First movement was that we've time and time again elected these politicians to represent us, to fight for us, to protect us and our rights. And time and time again, we've seen them sell those interests out to either global interests or special interests domestically. And so America First was elected in 2016, probably elected in 2020, as a matter of fact, but now not represented at all. And I wonder if there was an analysis done on the Biden administration, if there was an analysis done on everything that we've heard from Kareen or Biden or Kamala, what percentage of the words spoken, the press releases conducted, have been centered around international issues? I wonder if we actually summed up all of the speeches given by this regime and we analyzed the text to say, okay, how much of this content, how much of this speech, this policy, this platform is about domestic American issues like infrastructure, fair enough, like Build Back Better, those are domestic issues. What percentage of everything that we've heard from the left during this administration's time in office has actually been about domestic issues versus foreign interests. So had they spoken about Ukraine more than they've spoken about our own border or our own issues? Are they talking about the issues in the Middle East, specifically Israel, more than they're talking about our own issues? And I am willing to bet that over 60% of everything that we've heard from this administration 
and its allies has been about the problems of other people other than Americans. In which case, the truth of the matter, the fact of the matter, would be that this administration would be an America last administration, if not at least an America second administration, which to me is basically the same thing. There's a new video of a New York Post reporter telling press secretary, you should be ashamed. Let's go ahead and run clip one. You haven't called on me in two seasons, Kareem. And not calling on you today. Go ahead. Right. Good, you should be ashamed of Go ahead. that. Go ahead. That shows Go ahead. disrespect to a free and independent media. It's black. One of our gonna... largest and most widely read newspapers, Kareem. That shows contempt for a free and independent press. Go ahead. I'm calling on somebody who I haven't called in a long time as well. Go ahead. So as they ignore questions from opposition media as they perceive it and as they represent the special interests of enemies and allies abroad, we have the U.S. sending two carrier strike groups to the Mideast region, tapping Qatar to assist hostage mediation with Hamas. And there is no difference between mediation and negotiation. So we are trying to wrangle as much negotiation with these terrorists as possible. Terrorists, the United States is not supposed to be negotiating with because if you negotiate with terrorists, then they try to do everything they can in order to have leverage in negotiations. So if I negotiate with a terrorist over hostages that they've taken, then aren't they incentivized to take more hostages in the future when they want something from me? Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. We do have a new flash sale. DNA Force Plus is now 50% off, folks. It's the perfect formula to help you support optimal energy levels while adapting your body to handle the daily bombardment of toxins. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out this flash sale happening this week. And stick with us. We'll be right back after the break. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for Harrison Smith. We'll be with you this afternoon on The War Room. We just got started in the last segment covering this story of the U.S. sending two carrier strike groups to the Middle East region 
tapping Qatar to assist hostage mediation with Hamas. U.S. National Security Council Coordinator John Kirby confirmed that the United States will be sending the USS Dwight D. Eisenhower aircraft carrier to the eastern Mediterranean after it was already announced that the USS Gerald R. Ford would be deployed as part of support operations related to the Israel-Gaza conflict. However, Kirby said that the Eisenhower will not be directly joining or escorting. Instead, the carrier will be in the region for availability if called upon. While in a press briefing, Kirby tried to downplay the dual carrier deployment as somewhat routine or expected. They will certainly be on standby to potentially intervene if all hell continues breaking loose in the Middle East. And it seems to me that news like this in the context of the Biden administration coming out and talking about beheaded babies, which is unverified, and exaggerated reports of the already atrocious acts of Hamas on Israel, that the narrative is being set for the United States to get involved in this conflict. And the argument is going to be that Israel has always been our ally, that Israel has a right to defend itself, that the United States should intervene and defend Israel due to our shared Judeo-Christian values. We are sister countries and our religious affiliation is going to be the implication. And this is going to allow the United States justification to enter the Middle East again. And frankly, I think the reason for this is because we are interested in securing the dollar as the global reserve currency. We have a situation a situation in which Iran is very irate with the United States because we constantly put sanctions on it whether justifiably or not. You can you can argue that they're justifiable, you can argue that they're not, but since everything is done, since all business is done using US dollars in the region, that gives the United States unprecedented leverage to dictate, determine, coerce, or bully these nations which aren't necessarily friendly to us into doing things they don't necessarily want to do or that are not necessarily in their own interest. And after you do that for decade upon decade, you eventually create a conglomeration of nations overseas which all sort of want the United States to not have the global reserve currency because that's how we're able to do things like freeze assets or bully these countries into doing what we want. And I agree that given the fact that Iran has been funding and supporting Hamas, it's probably a good idea that we don't give Hamas any money. Biden, of course, being criticized for releasing $6 billion. But you got to keep in mind that the money in question here is actually Iran's money that we had frozen in the South Korean bank. So Iran sells oil. Oil is a major export for them. It's a primary driver of their economy. And when we freeze their own money, similar to how Trudeau froze the assets of the truckers in Canada, similar to how so many here on the right are debanked, it generates or garners animosity between our nations. And when we do that time and time again, decade after decade, to multiple nations in a similar region, maybe they're going to talk. 
And one of the major inhibitions or obstacles to China taking control of Taiwan again is the fact that their economy is so dependent on our economy and the sanctions that we could potentially impose on China due to the fact that the dollar is the global reserve currency are so vast and intimidating that up until this point, China hasn't been in a position to actualize what it believes is the one China destiny. And so we see that Russia is invading Ukraine, Ukraine being the breadbasket of Europe, which positions Russia to have control over major agricultural exports and supplies in the entire region. It also frees up Russia to negotiate its own terms or better terms for the export of natural gas and oil across the region. Simultaneously, we've seen that Russia and China have become closer and closer negotiating deals. While we see that China is supporting Iran and Iran is supporting Hamas, which is going to position Iran to have more control and competition in the region as an oil exporter. So if we arrive at a place where China is able to get its agriculture and its energy from Russia through Ukraine and Iran without a strong presence of the United States in the Middle East because of Israel's continued weakening, then China could potentially take Taiwan without any sort of sanctions being damaging enough to stop them. So I firmly believe at this point, and this is, this is a conspiracy theory, doesn't mean it's not true. I believe that Russia and China and Iran have been coordinating all of the events of the last two years. They realize that it must be done during this administration because the United States is weaker than it will ever be in the future. I believe they have been coordinating all of these events and they are all tied together in order to boot the U.S. dollar out of the global reserve status and ensure that China and Russia are independent of the U.S. economy in any way, that China can take Taiwan and our economy will be crippled. And if the dollar is not the global reserve currency, we will face severe inflation, severe harm here in the United States and our economy. We'll be so distracted with the struggling of our own people that we will not be in a position to affect any military action overseas to a fraction of the extent that we have in the past with wars like Iraq, Vietnam, Afghanistan. And I think this is the play. I really think this is is a proxy war against the United States. And the stuff that we're seeing between Hamas and Israel, yes, there's a real feud there. Yes, the radical Islamists in the Middle East despise the Jews. Yes, the anti-Semitism is real. But what it's really about is power and money, folks. So few wars are actually fought based off of ideals. Ideals are just the excuse that leaders use to manipulate masses, to manipulate people into supporting something that may not actually be in their own best interest. And if we face such a collapse and try nonetheless to fight against the radical Islamists in the region, then they can do things like what they're doing this Friday the 13th and activate jihad globally 
And suddenly there will be sleeper cells awakened within the United States on a scale like never seen before. Where in all of our major cities, we see bricks thrown through windows. We see businesses burned down, similar to George Floyd lootings. We see Jews and and Muslims in the street fighting, brawling. It would be utter chaos, economic collapse, collapse of our own infrastructure, collapse of our own economy, our businesses, our supply chains. Our farmers would be facing massive, massive struggles and challenges because much of their business is dependent on being able to export corn and beans, particularly soybeans, to China. That market would totally vanish. Europe may be cut off from its agricultural resource in Ukraine because Russia would be sending that food to China instead of Europe. So we'd have the entire West in shambles while China and Russia and Iran reap the spoils of war. This is World War III, folks. We are on the brink of it, and our enemies are conspiring together to make it happen. Well, this administration is either complicit or ignorant. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War of the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support. This is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with the globalists. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point-blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Don't worry, he'll be with you this afternoon on The War Room. We're hosting the Alex Jones Show today as Alex Jones is back from a secret mission of which he will be enlightened next week. 
He was not just taking the days off this week. He was not taking a break. He wasn't putting his feet up. He was doing some cool, cool stuff, which I am very excited to see myself, and which I'm very excited for you to see. Check out this New York Post headline. Quote, Trump praises Iran-backed Hezbollah as, quote, very smart, says if he were president, Israel wouldn't have had to be prepared. I think that's misleading to use the word praises. I don't think that Trump is a supporter of Hezbollah or a worshiper or fan of Hezbollah. But it is right to say that they are clever. They know how to instigate conflict in a region. And I think that Iran and Hezbollah from Lebanon are using the Palestinians as fodder for their own interests. I mentioned on air a couple of days ago that the others in the region, the other Islamic nations in the region, like Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Iran, they refer to the Palestinians as dogs. And it makes sense that they would then support these radical, quote, dogs, as they would say. I don't believe any human being should be referred to as dogs. But it makes sense that they would support them to do things like fly in, start a world war, and then become eradicated with an Israeli response. Donald Trump on Wednesday called Hezbollah very smart hours after the Lebanon-based terror group fired missiles at Israeli troops. And in separate remarks, the former president implied that Hamas would never have attacked Israel if he were in the White House, which I believe to be the case. Unless, of course, the intention is for the United States to get involved in the the region. The intention is to draw it in. During a rally in West Palm Beach, Florida, Trump 77 blamed Israeli and U.S. government officials for Wednesday's attack by the Iranian-backed terror group, which came days after Hamas terrorists from the Gaza Strip stormed the Israeli border, killing hundreds of civilians, including women, children, and the elderly. Former president accused the Biden administration and Israeli officials of publicly pointing out the vulnerabilities of the Jewish state, speculating that those comments incited Hezbollah's attack. I'll read his quote here. Two nights ago, I read all of Biden's security people. Can you imagine national defense people? And they said, gee, I hope Hezbollah doesn't attack from the north because that's the most vulnerable spot. Trump told the crowd. I said, wait a minute. You know, Hezbollah is very smart. They're all very smart. Trump, the 2024 Republican presidential primary frontrunner, then appeared to claim that Israeli defense officials made the same mistake, in his view, prompting the attack. And I will say something very controversial, which is not meant to be anti-Israel or anti-Semitic or in support of Palestine, because I despise Hamas. I believe that the Bibi Netanyahu administration knew that this attack was coming and allowed it to happen, similar to how we likely knew that the Pearl Harbor attack was coming and allowed it to happen, because I believe that Bibi Netanyahu wanted full international support to eradicate Palestine off the face of the earth, something that would have been perceived internationally as a major human rights violation to kill the innocent along with the guilty— is now something that many on the right are calling for, some even on the left are calling for, and the entire international community is calling for. And we know that there's support for this because in places like France, when protesters come out in support of Palestine, which, like I said, I oppose Palestine, 
and Hamas, when they come out in support, they are broken up because it is illegal to support what is perceived as a terrorist organization in France. And the problem, of course, in Palestine is that you have this total integration of the radical Hamas terrorists along with the innocent civilians. They are so interwoven with one another. You have instances where the basement of hospitals are used for munitions. We have operatives working inside apartment buildings. We have schools being used to coordinate attacks. Hamas intentionally integrates itself with civilians so that when there's any sort of retaliation, they can say that Israel is killing innocent women and children. And they're right. Israel does kill women and children when it attacks Hamas because Hamas puts itself in a position to use the innocents as shields. So then morally the question becomes, is Hamas the evil one or is Israel the evil one or are they both sort of evil? And so knowing the tactics that Hamas uses, their integration with civilian infrastructure, the only way that Israel would have support for taking out Hamas would be if there was such support internationally for taking out Hamas that people were willing to look the other way or turn a blind eye to the death of millions of innocent civilians. And the only way to garner that kind of support is to have a major attack on civilians by Hamas in Israel and to spread viral reports of things like the beheading of babies, which may or may not have taken place, like the rape and murder of women who may or may not be alive, though their abduction is an evil in and of itself. And so there's this major incentive for Netanyahu, while his country is facing internal conflict, internal civil war, so to speak, his government is always on the edge of being displaced. There's major incentive for him to allow something like this to happen. And it doesn't strike me as coincidence that just weeks before this attack from Hamas on Israel, Netanyahu was here in the United States meeting with President Biden, meeting with Elon Musk about anti-Semitism on the platform. Was he not coordinating with Musk some sort of a relationship so he could better control the narrative of what was to come in Israel just weeks later? We now have a situation where the international community is coming after X for allowing so-called illegal content to be posted on its platform, illegal content of which Musk asks for specific details because he is unable to find any. We have the ADL coming after Twitter just weeks ago for being the harbinger or the host or a safe place for anti-Semitic rhetoric. And then we have Netanyahu meeting with Musk to discuss the content on its platform as it relates to anti-Semitism and the nation of Israel. And then two weeks later, we have a massive terrorist attack on Israel. I don't think that's a coincidence. They are trying to do everything they can to control the narrative around what's happening in Israel so that Israel has international support to eradicate the entire population of Palestine.
Because there is no way to beat Hamas without eradicating innocent people. There's no way for Israel to go in there and go door to door, determine which of the people there are actually terrorists versus which of the people there are actually innocent. There's no way for them to go in, clear houses, take away arms, neutralize the infrastructure. They can't go in and parse out or differentiate between who's a terrorist and who's just a civilian. So they know that if they want to permanently solve their problem, if they want to permanently solve the conflict between Israel and Palestine, Israel knows the only way to do it is to eradicate everyone who draws breath in the region. And the only way you're going to get support to do that is if something like what happened last weekend happens. And that's why I believe that the Bibi Netanyahu administration and Mossad knew this attack was coming. They planned for it. They allowed it to occur. So while I spend two days ago talking about the intermarriage, the cousin marriage problems in Palestine, and while I spent two days ago talking about the low average IQ problems, mental health issues in Palestine, and many of you believed that I was disproportionately antagonistic toward Palestine, today I'm telling you that I think that Bibi knew it was going to come and let it happen. So whose side am I on if I'm saying both sides are engaged in evil? Well, the fact of the matter is I'm on America's side. The side of not getting involved in unjust conflicts, the side of a people enlightened enough, aware enough, and not naive enough to believe that these wars are justified and not as a result of black flag operations. Don't fall for it, folks. We don't want to be in a conflict in the Middle East. Let Israel defend itself as it wants. Let it do what it wants. Let Palestine figure it out. Whatever. It's not our problem. We have our own border to protect. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back in the next hour, taking calls later on in the show. Bodies is back. The ultimate Jumeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, Jumeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super-powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease. Breaking through the censorship barrier, one truth at a time. You're listening to The American Journal. To the American Journal, I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. He will be with you on the War Room this afternoon. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this yet, but there is an amazing video of triggered GOP rep Dan Crenshaw kicking a reporter. Rhino, Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw was filmed kicking a reporter on Wednesday 
as the journalist tried to ask the Republican about his support of the globalist war machine. Do we have that clip ready? Let's fire it up. Where's going? Dude? We don't want it anymore. Oh, oh right there. Assault. I just witnessed it. You got that on camera? Dan Crenshaw just... One more time. Yeah, there you go. We don't want it anymore. Boom. Oh, assault. I just witnessed it. You got that on camera? Dan Crenshaw just... Where's going? Dude? We don't want it anymore. Oh, assault. I just witnessed it. You got that on camera? Dan Crenshaw just... Where's going? Dude? We don't want it anymore. Oh, assault. I just witnessed it. You got that on camera? Dan Crenshaw just... Where's going? Dude? We don't want it anymore. This isn't the first time that Crenshaw has done something like this. Didn't we see months ago that he snapped on, was it a high school student for asking him about his faith? And now we're seeing him trip reporters. This is just behavior unbecoming of a congressman. I mean, can you imagine if Trump had done something like that, what the left would be saying Oh, my goodness. I, I just can't. What a jerk. And he's trying to do it so that it's subtle enough that he has plausible deniability, which is just so sneaky and swampy. I don't know why anybody would vote for this this myopic trash. I mean, this is this is somebody who perpetuates conflict in any way that he can, is promoting war in any way he can, and was happy to give as much money as... Ukraine wanted using the justification that we could kill Russians without getting U.S. boots on the ground by funding Ukraine. We literally just wanted to give them as much money as possible so their people could get slaughtered in the meat grinder without our people. He is a warmonger trash congressman. Evil. Evil. And I hope that he's never elected again. I hope that his constituents realize that this whole tough guy, eye patch, conservative thing is really just a jerk who's responding to his own guilt or PTSD from the conflict he was in and his own self-righteousness to ensure that his personal stock profile portfolio gets as much gains as possible and that as many of what he perceives to be america's enemies die as possible even though we know that time and time again when we indiscriminately support conflict overseas all it does is create generations of people who hate america and they came after ron paul so hard years ago for saying that doing things like installing the Shah in Iran and perpetuating these conflicts in the Middle East garnered the hatred that ended up catalyzing 9-11. They came after Ron Paul so hard for saying that the people who actuated or actually did the terrorist attack of 9-11 had some sort of incentive or reason to hate us. And it's true. Every time we inflict harm on a people, whether we're justified or not, those who survive, who lost loved ones, hate us. When you go through and you kill someone's father, those children grow up hating America. These communities grow up hating America. When you accidentally drone strike a family just trying to move water, Those communities hate us. They don't see it as an honest mistake. 
made from an America that had to go to war. They see it as an evil done out of an unnecessary conflict perpetuated by politicians who have special interests that are not morally justified. Stick with us, folks. We'll be after this break. More coming up in the next segment. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. Don't worry, he will be with you on The War Room this afternoon. Owen Schroyer covering The Alex Jones Show again today. Alex will be back in studio tomorrow. I believe he's back in Texas today. Just returned from a super secret mission of which you will be enlightened next week. Breaking news just hitting the desk. Thank you, Mr. Weber, for bringing this to my attention. Breaking Israel bombs Damascus and Aleppo airports before Iran's foreign minister due to arrive. What is Aleppo? (laughs) Iranian state sources say Foreign Minister Hossein. Amir Abdallahian's plane has landed in Baghdad. It's unclear whether he will continue on his trip to visit Syria, which some reports say is scheduled for tomorrow. Great reporting here from Ben Warden. State media said his trip is in light of the current Palestinian events, the crimes committed against Gaza, and their dangerous ramifications. At this moment, it appears the only functioning major airport in Syria is in Latakia, where there would also be the possibility of the Iranians utilizing the Russian airbase. So again, here's Russia and Iran, our buddies and buddies, and China, of course, and Iran, our buddies too, which supports my theory that this is a coordinated effort between Iran, Russia, and China to reorganize the total global, the entire global economy. The plane carrying Iran's foreign minister belonging to the Islamic Republic of Iran's Mirage Airlines landed at Baghdad Airport a few minutes ago. Two days ago, rockets were fired from Syria into the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights, which regional media sources said was in solidarity with the Palestinian cause as war rages in Gaza. Likely, it was a Syrian army strike, but there remains the possibility of associated militias having conducted it, such as Iran-linked groups. IDF spokesperson Jonathan Gunricus said at the time attacks rockets were fired from Syria and Israel. We do not yet know if these rockets were fired by the Syrian National Army or by any of the many Iranian militias that exist and are welcomed by the Syrian regime or Hezbollah or any other faction. What we do know is that we retaliated towards the sources of fire and currently the situation there is quiet and let's hope that it remains that way. So Israel's bombing Damascus and Aleppo airports before Iran's foreign minister is due to arrive. This is an expansion of the conflict outside just the area of Gaza. We are seeing that this war is more and more a regional war than it is specifically between Gaza and Israel. Meanwhile, Egypt is fortifying its border against the possible exodus of Palestinians because, like I said earlier, the Egyptians perceive the Palestinians as dogs and don't want them there. No one wants the Palestinians, not even Israel, of course. 
So it's sort of ironic that these nations are supporting Palestine, but then refusing to accept any Palestinians as refugees or asylum seekers into their regions. And that further supports the theory that the surrounding areas actually want the Palestinians to remain in the area because they want to use them to apply pressure on Israel. We know that relocating the two to four million people that live in Palestine to any other nation, be it Afghanistan, be it Iraq, be it Egypt, be it Jordan, be it Iran, would greatly alleviate or relieve the pressure in the region, but nobody wants to take them. And they all want to support them just right where they are. This is a pressure cooker designed to weaken Israel's position in the Middle East because Israel's position is perceived as America's position in the Middle East. And those who are in the oil business in the region want to ensure the trade of oil can be conducted with any other currency except the dollar because the dollar is how we bully these nations into doing things that aren't in their best interest. Of course, Netanyahu had incentive for this attack to occur in Israel last weekend because it justifies the eradication of all the people on the Gaza Strip. Netanyahu vows every Hamas operative will die as Israeli citizenry mobilizes for war. Netanyahu, just after forming an emergency wartime government with Benny Gantz, every Hamas operative will die, Hamas, is ISIS. Gantz, too, spoke of total societal mobilization in Wednesday night words. Benny Gantz, who joined an emergency government with Netanyahu, stated on Wednesday that his cooperation with the government is a clear message to our adversaries and to all Israeli citizens. All of us together are mobilizing. Gantz said at the security cabinet meeting in which he participated, just as people from left and right, from the city and the village, go out to fight, decisions of the government will also be made by people from different camps. Now we are all one camp, the camp of the people of Israel. This conflict is being used as a means to unite a divided Israel. They've had internal conflict. They've had what some Jews have told me is described as a civil war up until this point. But now they are united under a new Emergency government, and the language being used is that every Hamas operative will die, which every Hamas operative should die, but no one's talking about the only way in which that is possible, which is the entire destruction of every person who draws breath in the region, including those who may be innocent. These Israeli leaders don't seem too concerned, an understatement, about the immense and rapidly mounting civilian casualties among Palestinians caught under the air war with nowhere to go, as a long, bloody ground campaign in the Gaza Strip looks inevitable. Saudi Prince, Iran president, hold a call on Israel-Hamas war. Saudi Arabia's de facto ruler and Iran's president spoke by phone about the war between Israel and Hamas. Saudi state media said early Thursday their first call since a surprise attack or reproachment, excuse me, in March. Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman received a call on Wednesday from the Iranian leader. Interesting that Iran is now reaching out to Saudi Arabia, given the fact that Israel and Saudi Arabia almost had a deal in the works. And Saudi Arabia is one of Iran's major competitors, perhaps its greatest competitor in the region in terms of oil exports. During which they discussed the current military situation in Gaza and its environs, the official Saudi press agency said. Prince Mohammed told Raisi and Rihad 
is communicating with all international and regional parties to stop the ongoing escalation. He also stressed the kingdom's firm position towards supporting the Palestinian cause, which is very, very interesting that we would have Saudi Arabia supporting the Palestinians right after the Biden administration had come what appeared to be so close, inches away from establishing a deal between Saudi Arabia and Israel of formal relations being opened up. So it seems that Russia and China and Iran are succeeding in getting Saudi Arabia on board for future antagonism toward Israel and that everyone involved in OPEC, everyone involved in the region, is pushing for any sort of way to get the dollar out of global reserve status. No one's talking about how this all goes back to the dollar. Nobody's reporting on it. I don't know if the reason it's not being reported on is because the Biden administration and the deep state here in the United States doesn't want to raise concerns about the safety or status of the dollar into the future, and they're just sort of covering it up and ignoring it. But that's what this is all about, folks. That's what's going on here. Make sure you stick with us. We are about to go to break. Before we go to break, I do want to talk to you about the flash sale of DNA Force Plus, which is now 50% off. We were going to run this deal for 24 hours only, but we are going to run it for the rest of the week because it has been so successful. DNA Force Plus is the perfect formula to help you support optimal energy levels while adapting your body to handle the daily bombardment of toxins. We know it's important to supplement your body with the most potent bioavailable antioxidants, and that's why DNA Force Plus has exactly what you need to provide your cells with protection. Powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CQ10, organic reishi, astragalus, root extract, and even more incredible ingredients. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and get some today. Stick with us. We'll be back right after this break. The satanic New World Order is betting against humanity. They're betting on our weakness. They believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down into the ashes of history. But the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction, not ours. If we trust in God and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within 
and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm Chase Geyser. Filling in for Harrison Smith. He'll be back this afternoon on The War Room. Great Owen Schroyer will be hosting the Alex Jones show today. Make sure you tune in for that. He's been doing a great job. He's been on fire this week. Ever since he found out he was going on vacation, he's really been killing it on air. AOC denounces New York City rally cheering Hamas terrorism as unacceptable and harmful, despite the fact that she has been reluctant to oppose Hamas in the past, weeping on C-SPAN as she voted present, I believe, to increased funding for the Iron Dome. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Cortez, excuse me, Democrat from New York, condemned the rally in New York City that cheered Hamas terrorism in Israel and was promoted by the Democratic Socialists of America, a group with which she and other members of the squad are affiliated. Keep in mind that that group, we've had at least one Democrat leave the group, disgusted by their support for Hamas. Sarah Silverman said that they lost her for life. Sarah Silverman lost her. For, oh, wow. Well, good the, for her. The Democratic Socialists have, have lost her for life is what she said. Is Bernie still a member? Are they even relevant? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. That is a good question. Ocasio-Cortez, who the DSA has called its foremost socialist superstar, denounced the rally as unacceptable and harmful in a Politico article published Tuesday. Politico noted her comments came on Monday night. Quote, it should not be hard to shut down hatred and anti-Semitism where we see it. That is a core tenet of solidarity. I wonder what she's going to say after the events which seem to be about to unfold tomorrow, given that Hamas has called for a global day of jihad. If we think what happened on Monday was a travesty, just wait until you see what happens tomorrow. Here at InfoWars, we are proud to be tomorrow's news today. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, we do tell you the truth about what's happening next. And tomorrow is going to be hairy, I believe. Stay safe out there, folks. The bigotry and callousness expressed in Times Square on Sunday were unacceptable and harmful in this devastating moment. And also did not speak for the thousands of New Yorkers who are capable of rejecting both Hamas horrifying attacks against innocent civilians, as well as the grave injustices and violence Palestinians face under occupation. Breitbart News reported on Ocasio-Cortez the, and fellow DSA-backed squad members' silence on Monday evening. Ocasio-Cortez did not respond to Breitbart's news comments request asking if she condemned the rally, nor did staff for reps Jamal Bowman, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, all except Tlaib, condemned condemned Hamas's attacks in comments over the weekend, however. Now we have Hamas hate videos making Elon Musk Europe digital enemy number one. 
Elon Musk has made himself Europe's digital public enemy number one. Since Hamas attacked Israel on Saturday, the billionaire's social network X has been flooded with gruesome images, politically motivated lies, and terrorist propaganda that authorities say appear to violate both its own policies and the European Union's new social media law. Of course, we have seen not only propaganda from terrorists, from Hamas, from Palestinians, but we've seen that propaganda counterbalanced by videos, certainly in support of Israel, And so what this boils down to is when you support freedom of speech, you're going to see lies from both sides. When you support censorship, you're only going to see state-sponsored lies. That's what this boils down to. So yes, I believe that it's true that since Musk has taken over Twitter, now X, and since he has expanded its freedom of speech, it's not perfect, but since he's expanded it, We are seeing things on the platform that we likely would not have seen before. But we're not only seeing the lies of one side like we were seeing before. Don't forget, folks, we had years of lies about vaccine safety, about vaccine efficacy. We had years of lies about the effectiveness of lockdowns, about the fact that lockdowns would just be a couple of weeks. We had years of lies about whether or not masks worked, about how deadly the virus really was, years of lies about where the virus came from. Our entire population, the entire West, the entire global socioeconomic infrastructure was shifted and harmed at a scale never seen before, not even during the Spanish flu, because of the lies which were only allowed to be told by state-sponsored media, by globalists, by the likes of the WHO or the CCP or the globalist leaders in the European Union, the WEF, or the United States itself. And ultimately what this comes down to is these entities which criticize X – are not upset at all that what they call disinformation is spreading on the platform. What they're really upset about is they no longer have a stranglehold on the platform. They're upset that the FBI no longer has weekly or monthly meetings with those responsible for monitoring misinformation or disinformation or censorship inside at Twitter. That's why they've been so antagonism, antagonistic toward Musk. That's why all of these three-letter entities are coming after Musk simultaneously. That's why the ADL is coming after Musk, and he has to fight back with lawsuits. Everybody's coming after Musk, not because they're afraid that disinformation is going to be spread on the platform, but because they're afraid that they no longer have a monopoly over misinformation itself, a monopoly of which is required in order to spread one's own disinformation. So to hell with these people. I don't support Hamas. I don't support terrorist propaganda, virus terrorist, viral terrorist videos. No one does. But it's very easy to get to the truth when you post something on Twitter and you're allowed to post it. And within 30 seconds, you get a comment from somebody telling you, here's why it's wrong. That's freedom of speech working. I've posted videos like that this week where I thought something was a Palestinian attack on Israel. I post it and I get proof from somebody in 30 seconds that it's actually a video from Syria in 2015 or something else. And I remove it. That's how I learned. But before I never would have learned that. That's the beauty of freedom of speech is that you see the truth in the context of the lies. And when you put truth and lies together, truth always wins. 
But if you have censorship, then you can separate truth from the lies and the lies can survive. Truth is a poison. It is like fire on a pile of leaves of lies. You have to separate the fire from the leaves in order to allow the leaves to exist as a metaphor. Meanwhile, we have the likes of Bill Gates investing $40 million for mRNA vaccine development in Africa. The Gates Foundation is spending $40 million in countries in Africa and other economically backward nations to produce new mRNA vaccines in an effort to prevent against disease like tuberculosis and malaria. And I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, the depopulation that the globalists want to see manifest in the world is not a depopulation of our people in the United States, but it's a depopulation of the poorest among us. They perceive the poor as beneath them, as unnecessary, as drainers and leeches on their globalist government, which they seek to manifest. And so you see things like this. Go to Africa first because these people are unaware and defenseless against it. They will naively take it no matter what the consequences are. And nobody will care when all of them die. That's what's going on, folks. Stick with us. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and be the reason that InfoWars is still on the air. More great news to cover the rest of the show. And in the next hour, we will be taking your calls. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com, either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Dive deep into the stories the mainstream media won't touch. This is the American Journal. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. He will be with you this afternoon on The War Room, and Owen Shore will be hosting the Alex Jones Show today. I'll be on the first hour with Owen. I'm excited about that. Alex Jones is going to be back in studio tomorrow. I know he's back in Texas today. I don't know if he's going to pop into the office or not. Great things coming next week. Very excited for next week. He has been on a secret mission working for the InfoWar this week, not taking the week off. And good things are coming as a result of that. Hilarious. NBC News instantly exposed as liars after claiming they gained access to X community notes system. When NBC News published a hit piece claiming that Twitter X's community notes fact-checking system rarely corrects posts and asserting that they, quote, gained access, end quote, to the system. Both claims were instantly revealed to be untrue by community notes itself. 
Quote, Elon Musk has touted community notes as a way to fight false and misleading information on X, end quote, NBC News tweeted. The outlet then declared at NBC News gained access to the system and found that on posts containing known misinformation, few posts were ever corrected. Many fact checks were delayed. The claims were quickly revealed to be complete BS, hilariously, by community notes. Oh my god, I gained access too. Urgent, keep Alex Jones in the fight against the New World Order. Please pray and contribute to the defendjones.com, by the way. One note reads, NBC did not gain access to any special Twitter system. They merely had one of the many thousands of Community Notes contributors show them that some misleading posts had yet to have any notes added. I will say that I posted a viral tweet just a couple of days ago, and Community Notes was able to respond to it within 24 hours. It didn't prove it completely false or anything like that. It just provided context on a controversial issue, and Although I disagreed with the interpretation of that context, I will say that I have no qualms with the context that were provided. I found that if you have a post that's going viral and it's anything of the sort of mine and that it's controversial, it will be corrected by community notes. They're just using these articles, these claims as an excuse to antagonize Musk and invoke censorship and try to legislate freedom of speech out of the platform and justify censorship from the deep state. Inside China's long game to infiltrate U.S. politics, Zero Hedge writes, The atmosphere was frightening, the official said, who remained unnamed, recalled to the Fed. As Chinese authorities escorted the senior Federal Reserve official from his Shanghai hotel room, they demanded he said good things about China when back in the United States. That was the first of four times the official was detained and interrogated during a 2019 trip to Shanghai. Chinese authorities threatened his family, tapped his phones and computers, and copied contact information of other Federal Reserve officials from his account on Chinese social media app WeChat, according to Senate Homeland Security Committee Republicans who made public the details in a report last July. The U.S. official recounted Chinese authorities trying to pry sensitive non-public economic data out of him and insisting that he advise senior government officials on sensitive economic issues such as trade tariffs while the United States and China were embroiled in a trade war. They forced him to drink liquor and attempted to make him commit to future meetings to allow them to gather economic intelligence. Unsettling as it is, the incident was but part of a long-running and brazen malicious campaign from China over the course of more than a decade to undermine U.S. economic policy and advance Beijing's ambition to supplant the United States as the global superpower. This all, of course, supports and backs up the claims that China is funding Iran for the purpose of creating destabilization in the region so that the United States' influence on the region through Israel can be minimized in an effort to replace the dollar as the global reserve currency. Meanwhile, California introduces an Ebony alert to find missing black kids and young women. A new California law, which goes into effect on January 1st, is the first of its kind in the nation to prioritize the search for missing black kids and young black women. On Sunday, Governor Gavin Newsom, Democrat, signed Senate Bill 673 to create the Ebony Alert Monitoring System, which will allow the Highway Patrol to activate the alert upon request from local law enforcement when black youth or women go missing in an area. The Ebony Alert System will utilize electronic highway signs and encourages authorities to use social media, TV, radio, and other systems to spread word when a black child or woman goes missing. So they've created a special system for when black people go missing... That is meant to prioritize them over whether, say, Latino kids go missing 
or Asian kids go missing, or Native American kids go missing, or white kids go missing. We only want to find the missing black kids. And I suppose the excuse for this sort of a policy is that black people have been disproportionately negatively impacted by the white privilege and patriarchy in our nation. Therefore, when anything bad happens to them, it is our duty as guilty white people to prioritize the safety and success of these people over those of other innocent victims in other races. There's no way that this isn't a violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. We aren't supposed to be either condemning or prioritizing any given race. Affirmative action itself has recently been found to be against the Constitution, according to the Supreme Court. And so here we are, folks, with Gavin Newsom, who's likely to be a serious Democratic presidential contender, prioritizing not in favor of the black community, but really against the white community, I think. I think that this is another white guilt move. This is more BS from Gavin Newsom. And the thing that frustrates me the most is I lived in California for three years, and I consider myself a refugee in Texas from California. I moved here to run away from Gavin Newsom, and now there's a chance he's going to run my entire country? We don't want him. I don't want him. I guarantee you that everything that he does is unhealthy for anywhere he leads. He trashed San Francisco when he was the mayor of San Francisco, despite the fact that he got away with it and got elected to be the governor of California. He has ruined California, despite the fact that there was a recall attempt on him. He was able to win that and continue to perpetuate the ruining of California. He ran ads in Florida, of which were not well-received, because he was testing the waters for a national race. And he's still out there as a voice of reason within the Democratic Party, which is in shambles under the dementia-ridden Democratic President Joe Biden. And they're going to run him as a Bradley Cooper-Pat Bateman hybrid against Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And if it's not Michelle Obama, it's going to be Gavin versus Trump. And if it's Gavin versus Trump, I am concerned that his well-spokenness and his charm, his Luciferian charm, his devil-like persuasion is going to be enough to win the hearts and minds of an ignorant American people who have been continuously lied to, beaten, and abused into psychological submission. Despite the fact that nothing he has ever done has ever been good for anyone he's ever done it for. There is not one thing which Gavin Newsom has accomplished and which he should be proud of. He's had the massive evacuation of the people in California since his leadership, during the lockdowns, he perpetuated every single lie about the pandemic, meanwhile eating at some of the most bougie restaurants in the world without a mask while everyone else is forced to wear a mask. And while he sits on his high horse eating his foie gras, America will suffer. People tried to get out of California as if they were Palestinians trying to get out of Palestine. That's how bad it was. I fled. I remember I wrote a check one time to the state of California. It was an income tax check. I think I was paying at 13% of my income. It was like $25,000 or something. And I wrote that check and I just remember being seething. Because every time you hit a pothole after you write a check for $25,000, there's nothing you want to do more than go postal. I tell you. <sighs> Netanyahu's announcing his emergency government. We covered that. Tesla is building a bunker-like structure in Texas. To house its dojo supercomputer, and it's building it in Texas instead of California because the likes of Gavin Newsom are not conducive to the success of any business or any, any individual. 
The only way that we can fight these people, folks, is if we stand up to them. And the only way that we can stand up to them successfully is if we do things like buy Vitamin Mineral Fusion Plus and other products on InfoWarsStore.com that make us the best versions of ourselves. The left wants us to be weak and unhealthy and tired. They want us to underperform, have low morale, have psychological doubt. And one way to fight that is to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get things like Bodies, DNA Force Plus, Brain Force Plus. All these products make you a better, healthier person, and you need to be the best, healthiest person you can be to fight the New World Order. Visit InfoWarsStore.com right now and be the reason we're still on the air. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book. Part two of the Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send us to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the Info War. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm Chase Geyser. Last segment of the hour, we will be taking calls in the next hour. So if you want to be on the show today, call in as soon as you can. The earlier you are on the list, the more likely I can get to you. 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. So in about 13 minutes, I will be taking those calls. Go ahead and get in line. Let me know what you think about all this. The last segment, we touched on Tesla building a bunker-like structure in Texas to house its Dojo supercomputer. Tesla is officially... Thinking past electric vehicles and building a bunker-like structure in Texas that will use that will be used to house part of a new supercomputer that the company is calling Dojo. The supercomputer is being put together by the company to help run the artificial intelligence software behind the self-driving capabilities in the vehicles, according to 
the information. Supercomputer could also eventually be used to sell cloud services to other companies. The report says the project is being called an audacious plan by Musk to take greater control over the technology it needs to run the AI software at the heart of its products. And this supports my theory that the whole reason he bought Twitter in the first place and made it X is so that he can create a competitive AI against OpenAI's ChatGPT and other tools that OpenAI seeks to research. He's long been critical of the lack of democratization of artificial intelligence and the dangers associated with a super artificial intelligence that only the deep state has access to, that only these major corporations in cahoots with the government have access to. That's why he left OpenAI and then suddenly he buys Twitter and dramatically improves the status of freedom of speech on the platform. He is creating a data set to inform a competitive AI. And in order to use all of that data, in order to process all of that data to make a competitive AI to ChatGPT and the other tools that ChatGPT and OpenAI are creating, you have to have massive amounts of computing power to go through the billions upon billions of posts, videos, texts, articles, content that informs this algorithm in order to create a tool that works as well but doesn't lie to you or censor the truth. This is Elon Musk making a move, I think, under the guise of what he needs for Tesla, and I'm sure it'll work for Tesla. I'm sure that some of the computing power will be for Tesla and auto driving and artificial intelligence needed for those vehicles. But this is a move that he can use to subtly set up the infrastructure to create a competitive artificial intelligence. This is a very good development. Another serious news, Islam is downgraded to a religion of mostly peace, according to the Babylon Bee. After decades of enjoying its status as the religion of peace, religious experts weighing recent events in Israel announced that Islam has been officially downgraded to the religion of mostly peace. All in the context of the Palestinian flag outside Rashida Tlaib's office seen throwing pride flag off the roof. We have not heard any comment from Rashida Tlaib's office as to this recent hate crime of the Palestinian flag. In a tragic development, the pride flag displayed outside Representative Tlaib's office in the Capitol was tossed off of a roof by the Palestinian flag. She had been keeping adjacent to it. So we'll keep following that story closely for new developments. Gaza hostages may be hidden in secret tunnels or buried alive. It's a nightmare scenario for Israeli rescue experts warn. Hostages snatched by Hamas could have been buried alive, hidden in a secret tunnel across the border, or even moved to Egypt, a counterterrorism expert has warned. Of course, if they have tunnels in which they can move hostages to Egypt, one would think that they would have tunnels in which they could themselves escape to Egypt or at least provide sanctuary for their citizens, whom they claim are innocent bystanders and children, to escape to Egypt. Author Samuel Katz, who spent years observing elite special units of Israel's defense forces, explained that the fate of the Israeli hostages is a nightmare scenario for Israel. The terror group has threatened to execute some of the 150 civilian hostages amid escalation in the conflict. And frankly, I don't think Bibi cares because I think he believes that 150 dead Israelis is a small price to to pay for the eradication of this threat in Palestine forever. 
we are about ready to witness the total eradication of a people. I would be surprised if by the end of 2024, a single life draws breath in the region. We know that Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior, House Republican says, of the Hamas attack. This supports the theory that Israel and Netanyahu and Mossad knew this attack was coming and ignored all warnings or allowed it to happen because allowing this to happen does garner international support for mass genocide in the region. This new development Quote, we're not quite sure how we missed it. We're not quite sure how Israel missed it, end quote. Seems to be a cover. That's U.S. Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCowell addressing the weekend Hamas attack on Israel and the failure of U.S. and Israeli intelligence to anticipate the attack, just like they failed to anticipate 9-11, right? We know that Egypt had warned the Israelis three days prior that an event like this could happen, McCall, a Republican from Texas, said, we know that this has been planned perhaps as long as a year ago. Obviously, it was planned. How is it that Hamas knew exactly where to land in order to encounter over 250 vulnerable Israelis at a rave in an open field without anywhere to take cover? I don't want to get too much into the classified details, but a warning was given. I think the question was at what level, McCall added. House members attended a closed-door briefing on the situation in Israel with Biden administration officials Wednesday. The Egyptian government reportedly has not responded to McCall's claim, but Egyptian media with ties to the nation's intelligence dismissed the possibility that such a warning was given to Israel, according to a report by the AFP. So they're probably lying about giving the warning because they don't want to be perceived in the region as allies of Israel. But it would make sense that they would warn Israel about it because they probably didn't want to face what they're facing now, which is the push to harbor refugees from Palestine. The Egyptians think the Palestinians are dogs. They don't want them coming to their country. And now there is significant pressure for Egypt to take citizens, civilians in the Palestinian area in Gaza amid the airstrikes, which are inevitably going to kill everyone who lives in the region. So they knew it was going to happen. More than three, excuse me, more than 338,000 people displaced in Gaza, according to the UN. They've been forced to flee their homes in the Gaza Strip, the United Nations said, as heavy Israeli bombardments continue to hit the Palestinian enclave. Mass displacement across the Gaza Strip continues, the UN humanitarian agency OCHA said in a statement sent on Thursday. By late Wednesday, the number of displaced people in Gaza had risen by an additional 75,000 people from the figure given 24 hours earlier, reaching 338,934. How is it that they know exactly how many people have been displaced to the single number, but they still don't know exactly how many people Hamas was able to kill or kidnap? Some of these things are just so questionable, folks. I don't even know what to think. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877-789-2539. I do want to take your calls in the next hour about all this. We can talk about Israel-Palestine if you want. We can talk about any of the other news that we've covered this morning, any other developments, or just anything else that's on your mind. It doesn't have to be about this. I know that this has been a topic of discussion for five days straight, four or five days straight. So if you're sick of it, I understand, but it is the most important breaking news in the world, so we are obligated to cover it. But feel free to call in about anything that you want to talk about. In the meantime, make sure that you visit InfoWarsStore.com and check out our new flash sale of DNA Force Plus, which is now 50% off. Originally, 
we were only going to run this flash sale for 24 hours, but it's been so popular that we are going to extend it through the week. Make sure you go to DNA Force Plus on InfoWarsStore.com because it is the perfect formula to help you support optimal energy levels while adapting your body to handle the daily bombardment of toxins. We know it's important to supplement your body with the most potent bioavailable antioxidants, and that's why DNA Force Plus has exactly what you need to provide your cells with protection. There's so many powerhouse ingredients of this DNA Force Plus. All of these ingredients were chosen for their ability to help support heart function and cellular energy production, assist in boosting mental health, assist in supporting healthy skin and blood vessel health, and promote energy production in the body. There's never been a better time to get this incredible product. Get DNA Force Plus for 50% off, folks, at InfoWars store today to start taking charge of your long-term health. And the only reason that we've been on the air for 20 years is because people have been going to InfoWarsStore.com and supporting the network by getting products they need that are great products. And if they weren't great products, we wouldn't have been on the air this long. While the Stelters of the world go off air, while the Don Lemons of the air lose their networks, while the Tuckers get fired from Fox News, Alex Jones is still on the air because of InfoWarsStore.com. So do something healthy for yourself by getting something from InfoWarsStore.com because it's not just good for you, it's good for the network, and what's good for the network is good for America. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years. Because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's gone on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got... 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. 